0: I know that Marvel does it better, and that's it. (laughs) Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins.
1: Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dyster and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes.
0: Hashtag team no sleep.
1: We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Hashtag seven hours of sleep, get up, go to the bathroom, another hour of sleep. Man. <laughs> that's, that's been my pattern lately.
0: You know, people say when you have a child, you get no sleep. But mm-hmm. that didn't happen for me. So I started playing video games at night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, listen, I have to go through a stage of my life where I don't get any sleep. What am I going to do?
0: I've been told you can survive on very little sleep. Mm-hmm. So I might yeah. as well give it a try. Yeah. And I am.
1: So what? Like, let's be like legit honest. Okay. What's your average nightly sleep in the last week? Four hours. That's the, I think that's probably true right yeah well i mean i get four hours
0: of sleep and then i usually get to like have a little bit of a nap in the late afternoon so i'm getting i'm getting additional sleep but i'm not getting that six to eight hours that i used to get (laughs) um but i don't think i think it's actually probably closer to six if i average it out it's closer to six last night it was four but that was um i i was on a i was on a a video game high (laughs) so
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, no I just know I look at your day. Twitch. I look at your Twitch streams, and they're always like nine hours long. And I'm like going, "How do you have nine more hours in your day?" And the answer is, you, you don't, don't sleep. You no, don't no, no. So
0: the nine hour stream is twice a month. My evening streams are usually about three hours. So let's just make sure that I'm not giving the wrong impression. But I did, <laughs> I did stream okay. last night, and it was a, it was a delight, and I didn't get a lot of sleep. So this is going to be a fun day.
2: Jonathan what about your sleep patterns
0: you haven't, yeah, you haven't
2: told us well how you I, sleep. I'm not a, I've never been a, I've never been a good sleeper and so I've, I've I have a prescription I've had for a long time so I, I don't know like without it I don't know what I would do but with it I typically sleep like six or seven hours I rarely sleep all through the night though I, I get up at least one or two times yeah so yep I, I've al- I've always been a restless sleeper I've never been a really good sleeper. And then I took. I used to take naps, but I've been kind of trying to get out of those. Be, I'm trying not to take those because of uh, just of medical opinions that have been given to me about various things. So, yeah, yeah,
1: we gotta sleep. We gotta figure. All of us gotta figure it out ourselves. How much sleep we can get and what that means for our yeah. health.
0: There's gonna be there's gonna be ramifications for it. I'll keep you updated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do why. Just like I mean, I, I guess that's not weird to say you take a prescription for sleep, is it? I don't think that's weird. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, I think I think a I lot think of people.
1: It's very do. normal. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I think that's normal. Uh, let's get into our normal. We'll kick it off with the Sin inside. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. We kick it off in Commercial Sins, uh, iPhone commercial about privacy on iPhone uh, from Apple. Uh, I wrote on this script. This was my very first Commercial Sins uh, script. Um, So I guess I get to start start off the conversation. It was really interesting writing on Commercial Sins. Um, Danae, you talked about this with your first Commercial Sins script as well. But writing alone is such a different experience. There's just something strange about nobody's giving me more other sins to add in. I'm, you know, uh, have to really look myself at my errors and those kind of like I depend on my partners to call me out on stuff a lot more than I realized. Right. And so uh, writing this was, was interesting. I did it with the mindset knowing Chris would do that, right? Like, Chris, when he gets these scripts, will look them over, fix some stuff if he needs to, um, and, and do whatever. But, uh, but, man, what an interesting experience uh, to write on this.
0: Yeah. I liked to give this one to you because you hate Apple. <laughs> and I figured you could channel your rage more easier, like more easily than I don't know. I just felt like you had like a good grounds to sort of pull from this the 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 anger and depth of emotion that comes up sometimes when you sin. Um, but I tried yeah, to actually a,
1: dial that back a little bit. I didn't want it just to be like good, a though. hate a hate on Apple kind of commercial no,
2: kind no. of sin. I mean, I didn't thing. feel that. I, I had no idea you wrote this. So yeah yeah
0: yeah if it had been written in the true to Aaron way we would have known instantly (laughs) that it was Aaron because it would have just been this deluge of google (laughs) like i I did get a couple jabs in there
1: you know like i did get a couple apple jabs in there but i think they were appropriate and they're ones that even i think a lot of the apple fans in my life agree with you know like Mm -hmm. about it being too pricey and you know those kind of things um but anyhow, yeah, Google's so cheap. <laughs> their last their last phone was, unfortunately, like their last phone was kind of like dialed back quite a bit and was about half the prices of their previous uh, phones. But anyway, but it wasn't as good
2: of a phone, no, right? Exactly, like
1: quality, phone. exactly. Yeah, correct. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to mention. I did want to talk a little bit about the idea of the ad itself, that it's about privacy, but the privacy they're talking about. It's just you can tell them who to give your information to. Like you can say, okay, mm-hmm. don't give my information to this app or this app. And so the whole time, Apple's just like, yeah, but we're completely trustworthy. We're taking all of yeah. your information, don't but then look we'll over
0: we'll, here. We'll, dis- we'll
1: distribute it to who you tell us to. But just yeah. trust us as the trust distributor. <laughs> so but I just found that interesting um, and wanted to send that. Uh, what are some of your guys' thoughts, uh, Jonathan? What about you?
2: Uh, I mean i'm a I'm an Apple person, uh, I guess I mean i I've had iPhones for the past like my past three or four phones have been iPhones. and it, so we just kind of as a family we just decided we were doing iPhones. Um, I don't have a strong opinion though either way, and I don't know that I love Apple or anything uh, in the same way I don't really love Google. I mean they're all big corporations right right so. exactly. 100%. Uh it's just kind of whatever you prefer. So I you know, I just you know, if if your family goes one way, I just find in general that's easier just because there's a, a way, you know, just everything is kind of being monitored and all that kind of stuff, mm. especially with your kids. Um but anyways, uh so but as far as the privacy thing, this commercial I thought was weird and like you already pointed out that it's kind of like, you know, being worried about it felt kind of like being worried about other things, but 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 don't worry about Apple trying to get all this information <laughs> right. from you. Like you, you already said this, but I'm saying I agree with that. Yeah. Um and um so I thought that aspect of it just the the goal of it was weird. I I've gotten to wear a I don't know how much of this I want to admit on a place where people, I don't think anybody's going to like come after me or anything, but uh, like, or try to like steal my stuff. But uh, I, I, I mean, I do try to keep my privacy levels and stuff as good as I can. Like I, you know, I do private browsing and all that kind of basic stuff. But like, as far as like apps tracking me and stuff, I just, I've kind of gotten to where I'm just not, I, it is what it is at this point. I feel mm-hmm. like, like I don't, I don't really have like huge concerns about it. I probably should have more than I do. Yeah. But, uh, but I don't know. It just kind of feels like, it is what it is. I, I, I don't know. It feels more it feels more troubling to try to it feels more tiresome to try to avoid it.
1: I feel the same way. Uh, I have I in many ways have given up on the idea of privacy in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason for that is I feel like it's a no win situation. I feel like the the snowball is already heading down the hill. And I just feel 20 years from now, privacy will be a thing of the past. I, I just I believe that I just believe the way technology will advance We're all just going to have to deal with our skeletons because it's just, you know, privacy is going to be uh, an impossible task. Um, So part of me has, in many ways, given up on that. However, I still try to be as careful as I can. Right. And I think you said the same thing. You know, you just try to be as careful as you can and just know that, uh, that, you know, I mean, we we carry around a camera and a microphone that a company and our government could have access to at the click of a finger. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Anybody can see my life 24 hours a day with the right tools and hear it. So privacy is, you know, I think it's just and do gone. I,
2: and do I care that people know that, like, I just bought a broom and, like, <laughs> a, ruthless, a Ruthless People DVD? Like, I, do I care? I don't I don't think I do. But I know it's not as simplistic as that. Right. I mean, there's yeah. obviously other things involved. Sure. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I'm with you.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, what about the video? I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. Um, As far as sins, I just, I loved, uh, I loved belt aprons. I just (laughs) thought that was hilarious. Um, I didn't understand that either. So was it, you really need adjustable links for an apron? An apron? (laughs) I thought that was great. And uh, I just enjoyed the uh, people shuts the refrigerator and there are people behind it in a horror story (laughs) cliche. Like all of a sudden it became a horror (laughs) story, which was really funny. (laughs) Yeah. Today, what about you? Those were mine.
0: Uh, the unexpected sin of the stairway trees was one of the ones I really enjoyed, and then whenever they snap and all of the privacy people disappear, um, and it's like, oh sure, (laughs) when Thanos does it, he's a villain. I thought was just a delightful callback, Uh um, to well, just like a wink and a nod to the evilness of all of it in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but as far as the my opinion on iPhones goes, I really. The one major thing I miss about mm, the iPhone that I used for a short amount of time is I felt like their keyboard was far superior. There is something about the way that I typed and it worked versus the Android that I just miss and I can't duplicate on an Android. But interesting. Yeah. That's one of the main things that I really, really find myself. Mm. There's certain things. If I could take a little of column A, B and C and D, I'd have my perfect phone. Um, and from Apple, what I remember, and it's been a while since I've had an Apple phone, but it was my first, you know, official smartphone because, duh, they invented it.
1: Uh, they did?
0: I mean, I, I realized <laughs> as soon as I said that, that I've been brainwashed.
1: What
0: they, was the first they smartphone?
1: Per, they perf- I'd have to look it up. They, they
0: perfected it.
1: Apple has perfected a lot of technological things that already existed. And in yes. good yeah, for, for them. Sure. Like, you know, like yeah. uh, the iPod you know, was a perfection of the MP3 player and you know, the iPhone was a perfection well, of the smartphone I mean, idea. So yeah.
2: You could say the same thing about Amazon. I mean, the Kindle was nowhere near the first e sure, reader, sure. but try to convince people of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been e readers <laughs> since like the eighties. Yeah. Or if not before then. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's move into T V sins for the week. We will kick it off with Rick and Morty episode nine of season five, Forgetting Sarah Rick Mortshul. Uh, This is the episode where Rick and Morty break up. Um, So kind of a two-parter of finale that Rick and Morty did, but definitely separate episodes. So we send them separately. Uh, So yeah, Jonathan and Danae wrote on this one. Um, Who wants to start? Danae, you want to talk about this episode and some of your thoughts from behind writing on it?
0: Yeah. uh, Behind the scenes style stuff for me would be, we were getting pretty ahead in our scheduling, you know, and so this one's been done for a while and we're, we had all this stuff planned out for our schedule and sometimes like that'll change. So when we're doing the instance, the instances or something, we're like, oh, we've got this one. We could always plug into the schedule if we absolutely had to, but it's been on the books for like a long time from now. And so I've been waiting for this episode to come out (laughs) because I had a lot of really, you know, I had fun, uh, writing on it. I had a fun time, like the first time with it because of the shock of how that the pilot ended. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this, of course, the curiosity of, okay, where is this show going? And knowing that I'm not watching it just because I'm so curious, I'll figure it out myself. I'm going to watch it for work. Uh, Yeah. So I I thought it was interesting. I, I was annoyed by it in a lot of ways because, you know, we've got this world where there's a whole bunch of different kinds of superheroes. And they apparently are not easy to be found, even though they're jumping and flying off of roofs at a high school um and you've kind of got this idea of you know this kid trying to figure out his superpowers and then the confusion of the dad we know he's a villain they don't know he's a villain so the tension is rising and then there's this mystery that's you know trying to be solved and so i I like what they're doing but for me my favorite part of this particular episode is the genocide at the end which is a very weird (laughs) thing to say
1: I am just going to interrupt uh, quickly to say uh, I introduced Rick and Morty, and we're talking about, <gasps> I thought you were invincible. about invincible. No, oh. no, 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 no. Can but, we switch
0: it up and talk about Invincible instead? <laughs> yes,
1: we're going to do that
2: now. We're going to switch it up and talk about Invincible.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard no, no, Invincible.
2: No. I, actually, I actually, until she said genocide, I honestly thought you were talking about Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, not even going to lie.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Yeah. A but lot I was of that confused
2: about. I was confused about why you said, because I remember we were kind of behind on this one. So when you said uh-huh. this had been done for a while, yeah. I'm like, I, don't yeah, I was like, I don't think it's no, been done th- for that th- long. We,
1: yeah, right from the beginning, I'm like, wait, something is weird. And then you mentioned doing the pilot. You wanted to see how the pilot continued. And I was like, oh, she's talking about Invincible. Got it. We will get back to Rick and Morty, which was a Jonathan and Danae, and talk about Invincible, which is a Danae I thought- and Daniel.
0: I thought you said so, Daniel when you introduced it. That's what. No, yeah. No, No, that's all right. no. sorry guys. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Oh, oh my god, when you that's a and d script. It is a, it's D&D. a D&D. Yeah, it's a and yeah. d So. Oh
0: my gosh. No, what I appreciate
1: a all those craziness. thoughts. Uh did Daniel have thoughts on invincible yeah. as well?
0: Uh, yeah, he said, I liked this episode a lot. I thought the story had more momentum than the first episode. We we're introduced to a few more characters and the world expands enough to create a more in- more interest in where the whole thing is going. Also, the action scenes were fun and I had and had a great soundtrack to me. So much of the character motivations of, of, in- of Invincible and Omni-Man can be learned from the battles they engage in during the episode. From Invincible's flight or no fight with Flaxen with the Flaxens? Yeah, the Flaxons. We can see that his intentions are pretty honorable. He wants to do good and help people. His fight with Alan the Alien shows that Invincible is just as concerned with the why of the fight as he has with winning it. This is contrasted with Omni-Man's return at the end, and it's quite obvious that he is much more of an end-justifying-the-means person than his means usually involved, and his means usually involved destruction and death. I love that his contrast was conveyed almost entirely through visuals. Yeah. Yeah, that, that end part for me was just... I just kind of sat back and I was stunned by it, and that's what they did with the first episode, too. In the very end, they kind of just amp something up, and then they end on this... You know, the momentum kind of takes you to the mm-hmm. next episode. Yeah. Which I just think is really refreshing, even though it's very dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Daniel says the writing with this one, I had a hell of a time writing with that Damien Dark Blood bit. I was a little too ambitious trying to rewrite the Dark Wings song. I will confess it was my first attempt at song parody, but for better or for worse, probably not my last. The Sin shout out was Breakfast Until 1043 AM Sin. I I somehow completely missed the billboard while I was writing. This was a great catch by Denae, and it's so true. There is always one asshole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Always. Always. If you've ever worked fast food, you know.
0: Uh, Yeah, that kind of blew my mind, that particular uh, billboard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. So earlier, Denae was talking about consequences of uh, not getting a lot of sleep. And uh, (laughs) one of those apparently is uh, doing Invincible instead of Rick and Morty. Oh, uh, you're going to go show. back and zing that now? <laughs>
0: or are you talking about being late for breakfast? Because that is what I thought. You're like, oh, one of the consequences of getting l- too little sleep is that you go to breakfast place at 1045 <laughs> instead of 1043.
2: <laughs> Funny story about that, though. My daughter will do this to me on the weekends. we like at 1030 or like 1040. She'll be like, hey, can we go to get like uh, some like sausage and pancakes from McDonald's? I'm like, if mm-hmm. you had asked me like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> like, nope. Um, look at a clock. Look at a clock. <laughs> there are uh
1: that we will have later some actual audio of uh the extended version of the dark wing uh, dark side uh song so uh that'll be in keeping tabs but one of that was one of my favorite parts of it as well uh i i, I really like this show i i remember when it started that there was a lot in me just saying there's been so much of this i'm kind of tired of the gritty superhero thing like you know um but this is this is a really well done story and at the end of the day if you're going to tell a great story then it's going to be interesting and it's going to be compelling so i really really enjoyed it um the video was hilarious you guys did a great Mm -hmm. job uh, on this video i laughed at a lot of this stuff
2: yeah i think I think the shadow did a great job at getting it all
1: Agreed. organized. Agreed. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. If you're going to point out there. one person <laughs> yeah. who really is responsible yeah. uh, for how hilarious this video is, I would go with the shadow as well. I don't remember who that was, mm. but. Um,
2: I yeah, Me either I think yeah. his name rhymes with Sonathan.
1: Yes, that's it. That's it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I remember. I forgot Ronathan even worked for us, but yeah, yeah. He was incredible on this.
2: I mean, he's on vacation this week.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's his third. Some of the specific sins I really liked. Uh, Don't bump her. She is dead, (laughs) sir. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. Her head has been relocated on its axis. It uh, <laughs> made me laugh really hard. I love the uh, exposition. More exposition. Oh, thank you, Debbie. <laughs> it, it, was, <laughs> it, was,
2: it
1: was really, really fun. Uh, and then the, uh, well, now that a superhero has set a one-liner of sorts, the winning can start. Uh, just a great observation about how those one-liners always have to be there. Uh, and then the, the zoom in on the three... Uh, screens and then the sin was also not one of these sources asked for permission to collect cookies it's just such a great observation of our modern world that i really really enjoyed that too uh what about you jonathan
2: yeah no i really enjoy license to kill <laughs> oh, i couldn't do that with a straight face uh I, no i really like this show i i talked about it when we talked about the first episode but i just in case somebody doesn't want to go back and listen to that i re i I'm a huge fan of the comic, and um, uh, I've, I've really liked this first season. I'm excited to see, you know, what they're going to keep doing with it and what they're going to keep adapting. The video was hilarious. Uh, Aaron pointed out a few of the things I had mentioned. I, will, I do want to talk about, though, because I, I was the shadow, and I had nothing to do with why it's good, but I was the shadow. And one thing that was funny to me, kind of, was that uh, there was this one scene where Daniel had written all these nicknames. And he couldn't, like, figure out what he wanted to write for Adam Eve. Like, the one he wrote wasn't really working for him. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. And I don't know if Danae and I both, I am I don't want to speak for Danae, but I feel like we had a conversation at the time. We just couldn't think of anything else. It was just kind of like, I I don't know. And this went on, like, the script was done except for this one sin. <laughs> and this went on for, like, a day and a half. Because <laughs> eventually we brought, we brought Aaron in because they're like Aaron can come up with a name really quick and I think we ended up going with yours I think yeah. Pinky and the Brain or whatever ended up Pinky being Pinky and the
1: Lame I think was Pinky
2: yeah. and the Lame yes yeah. but I just thought it's just funny sometimes like the one thing you get kind of you get kind of stuck on I mean the Darkwing Duck song which you're going to talk about later I'm sure that also ended up being kind of a cuz that was after the edit right yeah. and you were kind of like Yeah yep which you can talk about that if you want to wait but uh but so that was interesting about this but 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 if people don't think we take time on these, uh, we do. It's just usually about really silly stuff. Uh, you know.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Uh, so true. Uh,
2: <laughs> but we had to come up with a cool nickname, and I think we did. As far as other sins, um, I love Danae was still letting her frustration out or through the narrator about that baked potato or whatever she was eating <laughs> when uh, she was watching the pilot. Um, I just liked uh, <laughs> like the one where you said all clear or whatever, and then the Or he just just said clear, and then the scent was, no, you're solid now. You were clear a second ago, (laughs) silly, because he, like, appeared. Yeah. That was so funny. And uh, (laughs) I did want to mention, as someone who has a larger than average shower, that 50% does not always go to waste. I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Um, okay. All right. I'm, uh, you know, oh, wait, wait, I was talking about yoga. I was talking about shower <laughs> yoga. What are you guys? Yeah. I was also shower talking yoga. about shower yoga. Super normal. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's move into Rick and Morty. Uh, season five, episode <laughs> nine. Uh, this was Forgetting Sir Rick, Mortchall, uh, uh, Jonathan and De Niro on this one. This was the one where Rick and Morty broke up uh today you want to kick us off with some thoughts on rick and morty (laughs) nope (laughs) you should though you should you wrote on it
0: no no i shouldn't no no it's your turn you go it's fine
1: okay jonathan uh since you wrote on this you can start
2: (laughs) (laughs) um i uh yeah so we did this episode we just and we just did this like a week or two ago i guess because this was one of those that was an instant and it was like we were doing the season and then they did that thing where they didn't have it on for a couple weeks right and then so we had to come back to it and um, I don't know, it, this was a tough one for me. I, I don't really know specifically why. I don't know if it was just kind of we were rushed a little bit on it or um, I can't remember why, but I just remember this one was just kind of a, a tough one. I, as far as the episode goes, I thought it was okay. Uh, it was probably better than a lot of the more recent ones in my opinion. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the um, just the the Rick and Morty thing. I, I I thought the crows thing was funny, even though it was ridiculous and we send the hell out of that, mm-hmm. which is great. But, uh, that aspect of it was, was kind of fun. I kind of felt like it kind of got a little generic there towards the end though, like just with, Oh, Rick's got trapped by these people and, you know, um, but, um, and then of course, I guess there was, uh, I don't know if Danae wants to talk about it more than me, but there was the, the sin that we apparently got wrong. And if I had bothered to read like a note, (laughs) uh, I'm still not convinced that's wrong, though, but everyone else tells me it is, so I guess it is. But uh, it had to do with trash coming out of a portal, and everybody says they think it just went to a secret place. So once once Morty actually took on the other side of the portal, he became where all the trash went. It wasn't just like building up in dude's leg, which I guess is fair, but the episode doesn't really explain that in my opinion. So I I don't know. I don't know. We probably should (laughs) have cut it. That was all me, though, whoever out there was annoyed by that. That was 100% my bad. Um, I loved the callback to Gene, um, and specifically not only calling back to Gene, but also calling back to the last time we called back to him and everyone got mad at us and said we were dumb because clearly he didn't die. And I, I don't know. People took real issue with us saying that Gene was dead. So, uh, <laughs> Well, people love Gene. I enjoy, I enjoy that we get to play around with that. And then I also loved Danae uh, catching that that, what she called a secret gun hidey hole uh, did not make sense because you couldn't see anything. I just thought that was a really cool observation because there was nothing under that desk. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then that whole thing just popped up like where did that pop up from like you know I don't know I just love stuff like that especially when I miss it and I feel stupid it's fun until, <laughs> it's fun that somebody else caught it because that's why we have two writers people.
1: it is it is indeed Danae, uh, what about you
0: uh, your writing on Rick and Morty continues to be a, a pleasure that I do not enjoy wait um, <laughs> that's a thing that makes sense it's, it's like it's like a,
2: it, I, I, God she's I, talking about The Office now oh, I, God I hate that show <laughs>
0: <laughs> think, thanks for the spiral of emotion. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of every time I start an episode, I want it to be. I think I'm just wanting it to be something that it's not, and I don't know why I have expectations. And you shouldn't on this show ever have expectations about where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't understand really uh, they're they're splitting up, and I didn't really understand why, and and it just seemed forced and strange mm-hmm. to me. So I really wasn't having fun on this episode uh at all actually. Um, except for that it made me think about Dark Crystal. So that was cool. Um <laughs> some of the sins that I I I kind of enjoyed like looking at too was like the Candy Kingdom made me think of of Adventure Time. And you know, so there's like these references that I was enjoying thinking, but I was like thinking about other things that I enjoyed more than what I was watching. So yeah. it was a very interesting uh roller coaster. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. 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 Did you have anything from the video you wanted to talk about?
0: I really liked sitting the call call center. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew that was you. when, anytime, I, when I read it, <laughs> anytime I That's can hilarious. channel my
0: rage of working at a call center, uh, I will enjoy that. Yeah, um, that is
2: that is one job I've had the option to take in the past, and I've always been like, I know I'll hate it. Like I just, I yeah. there's like nothing about that that I can imagine. Totally enjoying, agree. So totally. Agree. I also
0: I, really enjoy that both Jonathan and I raged against it being called a cookie when it was a wafer. Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and then uh, i liked the the sin that he wrote about rick will be back and there's gonna be a reset and none of this actually means anything this is a rick and two crows of lies i just thought that was really smart
1: (laughs) yes and more on that in the season finale more on that then uh i also had the uh cookie wafer sin i thought was really fun uh so i wrote that one down um I've always said my favorite Jackie Chan move is the one where the broom comes out of a portal in his hand. Classic Chan. Uh, Really thought that was (laughs) funny. Uh, And then the observation, can you imagine the amount of neck problems that would exist if the uh, sneaker TV or whatever became a reality? Uh, Then asking, did the Chiropractor Guild sponsor this segment? That one hit close to home because I would have these headaches, all the time really bad headaches and i was just like i could never figure out what it was and it was because i was writing with my laptop on my lap and just looking down Mm -hmm. at it and it and it stretches out those muscles in a way that they're not intended to stay and um and that was causing the headaches and since i learned that uh and haven't been doing that i haven't been getting the headaches and that's such a cool thing when you actually learn something about your body and it fixes something like
2: that's really awesome so that that's weird that's that's where that came i'm sorry to interrupt but that's where that came from for me because when i first started doing this job full-time i didn't have my office set up yet so i was working in the living room or like on the bed but Mm -hmm. i have it on my lap and so and i started getting these like just insane neck pains like i i've never like where i couldn't even move my head by the end of the day and and i finally was like well that makes you know so but then when i got a desk and i made sure everything was level elevated you know yeah they they went away yeah so that's no, that's totally where that came from. I was just thinking of the idea of something, you know. And we all look down at our phones, which is bad.
1: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, we shouldn't look down at our phones no. as much as we do. But uh, but working, writing for like seven hours, just looking down is yes. not good. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So with you. So Unreal. with you. Uh, all right, let's in, uh Let's move into music video sins. Lisa La Lisa is the name of the song. Uh, Barrett wrote this one. Who wants to go first? Talking about Lisa La Lisa. Maybe I will, I think I will, you know why? Because I really like this song, like really like this song, which is strange for me because it's not like there's any kind of deep theme or message in this song, but like the actual song itself is just my kind of pop song where it's just really fun and bouncy and repetitive. And I don't know, I just, this, this song is a groove for me. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, I also enjoyed the video uh, as well. Barrett as usual, firing some good stuff. Uh, so many sexily staring at the camera and a music video cliches mm-hmm. here that I'm not only pregnant, I just found out it's twins. Uh, amazing. I appreciate the confidence, but given the execution of this video, I think it's more like you went for a gentle tickle around the midsection uh, as opposed for going for the throat, like the lyrics say. Uh, I thought that was perfect as well. It's probably why I love the video or the song so much as it feels like a gentle tickle around the midsection as opposed to being too aggressive. Um, Tanae, what about you? What are some of your thoughts?
0: I, uh, remembered, I picked up that there's a, there's a sin about her being from BTS, which I know is not our podcast. And then it makes me think of the pop group because I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And so then I figured that was wrong because I know BTS is an all male. So then I realized (laughs) he was being funny.
1: There you go. So
0: then I went to Google and then I was like, oh, this is the Blackpink person, you Mm -hmm. know, from a pop group. And then I learned that she changed her name because... A fortune teller told her that her second name would give her luck. And so she changed her name to Lalisa, which means one who will receive praises in Thai. And that's all I have to say about this video. (laughs) (laughs) I love actually I really there is something about watching a music video that has a massive budget and costume changes and Mm -hmm. just that is so fascinating to watch. Mm -hmm. But this reminded me of last week's video in a way. Although this is a much better song where there's just so many different things that, that we're seeing all these different places that we're going. And I don't understand the cohesion between them. I don't know what story we're telling except for look at me. I've got money and I'm going to show you a whole bunch of cool shit to look at. And that's what happened. Um. So, but I, I think she's obviously very clearly talented and uh, I don't know what's going on, but I enjoyed it. Um. Some of the sins that I liked specifically was about the jacket Mm-hmm. um because i was obsessed with that jacket uh and then so he sends it and then later on he sends that we've already seen the back and that you can tell that all of this is just an a, an influence on her music style which i just started chuckling at mm-hmm. and and it's not a cheap fashion reference to and then switches to old navy selling faded guns and roses t-shirts and i was <laughs> like oh my god so good it is so um good. And then I really enjoyed, too, the, the scene about the motorcycle, how she's on the motorcycle riding down an empty highway. And it's like, don't you just love the evenings where you can ride your motorcycle uh, very speedily down a, a normally busy highway? And then he's like, no, you don't love them because they don't fucking exist in reality. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Barrett's delivery. So,
2: so good. Jonathan, what about you? Um, as I've said, when we've talked about Blackpink videos in the past, uh, Lisa is perfect. And uh, there is nothing wrong with her. So uh, that's what I thought. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But that's what, no, this, I'm kind of with Aaron. I don't, I didn't enjoy it that much, but it was fun. It was was very similar to like, yeah, Yeah, it's very similar to like Blackpink songs. She's got a lot of personality and uh, I do, I do like her. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if she continues with the solo and, you know, what, you know, what that becomes. Um, I'm curious enough to keep paying attention, but I don't know that the song really, you know, set my world on fire or anything, but it's fun. (laughs) Uh, and the video, as Barrett points out, and as Danae has already mentioned, the video is just really rote. Like, there's just nothing to it. It's just yeah. her doing, you know, and so uh, you mentioned the jacket. I I was going to talk about that, too, because I really liked it as well. And it's, I think, I know that's Iron Maiden album covers on the front. I think that's probably Kiss album covers on the back, but I'm not, a, I don't know as much about Kiss. But uh, but I did love, the, I love that jacket. That jacket was super cool. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, well, and especially because those the, the 80s like metal and hard rock like album covers, especially those Iron Maiden covers. They're just like these works of art. They're so cool. And so but I but I noticed also in past videos and past Blackpink videos, uh, they've worn things, especially her. And I think uh, I want to say Jenny, which Jenny gets mentioned in this video. But I can't remember if it was her or not. But there's a couple of them that they wear. um, shirts and stuff that reference like hard rock bands and heavy metal bands of that era. So I, that might actually be like an appeal to them, even if it's not an influence necessarily. I'm not sure. It's kind of like, kind of like Lady Gaga is like a huge metal fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean she's not wearing like metal clothes and like metal shirts and stuff but I'm just been, I'm just saying I mean it's possible I guess sure. but it d- definitely I thought the I thought the joke there was was really funny um and then I did put down the sexily staring at the camera the the uh only other one I had that hadn't been mentioned was the where she was against the wall and all those hands were on her mm-hmm. and it said hey hands off the merchandise assholes you extras are being paid for the visual effect here not for a free handful of poppy royalty mm-hmm. I thought that was very funny
1: yeah yeah Good stuff all around.
2: Uh, th- la Lisa, la Lisa,
1: Sorry. No, it's good. It's catchy. I like it. <laughs> like I said, it is. It's one of those songs I can see myself listening to just because it's so catchy. All right, let's move into cinema sins. We're going to take a look at License to Kill, spelled with a C for some reason. Uh, i
2: got a license to kill Chris and Ian and you know I'm going straight for your
1: heart I don't know if you remember this Jonathan but early on you refused to sing on this podcast and now you're just I'll like back to no, I'm no, sorry. no 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 I love you no, Jonathan so I love singing Jonathan so much you have no idea it's terrible. so it's wonderful. That's, uh,
2: that's, that's the classic Gladys Knight. There you go. I think minus the minus the pips, I believe. But it's definitely Gladys Knight. I believe
1: Knight. you're correct. I believe you're correct. Did Chris or Ian have anything to say about license spelled with a C for some reason to kill?
0: Uh, Ian said, it has become apparent that I have managed to piss off whoever is assigning me scripts. And for that, <laughs> I would like to apologize and humbly beg to not have to sit through any more crappy Bond movies. I have done my time. Having said that, I think I marginally prefer License to Kill. Yes, that's how you spell it. No, Danae stopped spelling it for them. That was L-I-C-E-N-C. Over a view to a kill. That's probably because I'm one of the few people who prefer Timothy Dalton to Roger Moore and Sean Connery. Mm. I can hear Jonathan shouting now, but I'm sorry, dude. You were wrong, Ian. He's not shouting. I am. Um... Moore should have been happy with The Saint and left his spy days there. Anyway, this movie is a bizarre mix of drug cartels, sharks, and bonds. Once again, fucking anything that enters his orbit. I feel like any Bond movie pre-Daniel Craig ages like a carton of milk poured over raw egg that's been left out in the sun by a man who has already kept both dairy products in a cupboard for several years. Badly. I- I'm saying they age badly. Yeah. From my sins, I really enjoyed this. Has to be the most, uh, the most this workiest example of this worked to have ever. This worked in way, its way into working. Secret fact, I've actually had that one in the bank since before I was writing scripts and it felt great to find the right example to use it on and I stand by it. That missile dodging truck maneuver should have never worked and I also really enjoyed Jeremy's delivery of the lines uh, sending the dancer that continues dancing during the bar fight. Mm -hmm. I didn't leave a note on that one. That was all Jeremy. I don't know what's going on but I have been paid to rotate and rotate I shall. The other scent I liked was literally every damn thing that Chris wrote. (laughs) (laughs) i felt that one just now i like my script but without wanting to suck up to the boss his script absolutely wiped the floor with mine and i judge him for including any of my stuff over his (laughs) i partially enjoyed jesus monkey christ the luck balls and have since started using it in my day-to-day activities
1: nice nice why don't we go to jonathan next as our resident bond
2: expert well what are your thoughts on license to kill I don't know why Ian thinks I'm going to be mad. Look, I don't I don't even know that I have a favorite bond. I've going to say, look, I
0: don't even know Ian.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know Ian either. He's just some dude. <laughs> I don't um, know why
0: he'd think I'm mad. Hey, I don't even know I the see, guy.
2: <laughs> I don't know if he said that in there, but he did say it's spelled that way, right? I always assume that was a British thing. It name, is. Was the, it is. I don't it, don't it, like, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Trolling. Um, and I kind of like it better. I don't know it's just me maybe but uh, no I like all the Bonds for various reasons I don't know that I really like I guess I could rank them if I had to but like I mean Dalton would be in that conversation I love Dalton and um, I've always been sad that he didn't get one or two more films um, and he was supposed to I mean they were supposed to make another Dalton one and then just you know things didn't go the way they wanted them to and by the time they figured it out it was you know it was kind of too late mm-hmm. uh, and so they brought Brosnan in because this was, uh, at that time, this was the longest period we had, I think, between Bond films. It ended up being six years after this one until yeah. we got another one. Um, I love License to Kill. Like, love the fuck out of it. Um, I feel like I don't feel like I'm on his island as much as I used to be. I do think there's a lot more people that do enjoy this. I feel like there's more people through social media and stuff I've discovered that do love this movie. But when it came out, I mean, it was like it was not reviewed well it didn't make it, it did. It was kind of a, it wasn't a bomb, but it definitely was, uh, it didn't make the money they wanted it to make. Uh, but it also came out the summer of like Batman and lead the weapon Two and stuff like that. So it didn't really have a huge shot it, you know, it, it got kind of crushed. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. This is, I think it's got a great villain and Robert Davi and you've got like Benicio del Toro and like Wayne Newton as like his little sidekicks. And that's a lot of fun. I love that. We took a son off from Wayne Newton, by the way, he is awesome in this mm-hmm. movie. um, I think that this is... Uh, I love Dalton in this film. I think Dalton really, after he did um, um, uh, uh, Living Daylights, was the first one he did. I, I thought he really kind of came around and figured out what he wanted to do with Bond with this movie. And I think he just nails it. I think it's, it's one of my favorite Bonds in any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the action in this movie. That truck scene is ridiculous. But that's okay because I think it's done well. And, I, you know, it's kind of, to me, like watching a Fast and Furious action scene, right? That I really enjoy. It's very similar to that, where I know this is ridiculous, I know this is stupid, I know this isn't possible, but you're making it look like it could be done, you know, and I agreed something like Mission Impossible is probably doing a better job of that, but I do can still enjoy it. And I love that final sequence. And uh, yeah, I just I just love this movie. I, I it's one of my favorite Bond films. Nice um yeah and um i liked the as far as the other sins uh bringing up the idea this could be a diehard sequel because you have technically both of the agent johnson's i thought was really funny mm-hmm. uh i loved the look deep 16 fingering there's only so much my virgin ears can handle like the <laughs> idea that the narrator has virgin ears was right amazing <sighs> uh jeremy's dancer voice whatever that voice was he did for that dancer so- which, i haven't got a clue what's going on but damn it i'm paid to rotate and rotate i shall <laughs> so good it was amazing um, and then, um, I also loved the idea about, you know, he kept making the comment about going below on the boat and stuff. And then finally the send was in case you were wondering, they went below the deck to start fucking. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And then there was an Evie reference from out of this world. Like, I don't even know where that came from, mm-hmm. but that was amazing. Yeah. I was like, yes, That's- made me, made me think of my days watching small wonder and out of this world on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: is a testament to, we, we get to experience this uh, sometimes to kind of know what our audience experiences, but that is a testament to the power of what I have called those starfish sins or starfish outtakes, where yeah. it's like only one person may get this, but it's going to be so worth it to them. They're going to love it so much. And I think that's valuable. And so, yeah, we get to experience that sometimes uh, as well. Um, I guess I can go next. I haven't gotten to this one yet, um, so I will get to it eventually. Uh, I haven't seen a Dalton Bond movie ever. I've never seen a, a, a Dalton Bond movie, so that is still in my future. Uh, as far as the sins uh, go in the video, um, the one about the the leaving their parachutes on and upstaging the bride for whatever reason killed me. Just like you know, the idea that they're dragging these shoots behind them like it's their tr- you know train. <laughs> You know, it just it was so yeah. perfect. It's just such a perfect observation. Uh I really enjoyed that. Um and then of course, you'd think the British would know how to spell the American word license, but you'd be wrong. That was so good. It's such a perfect to way to say it. Like it's just <laughs> such a perfect There's this beautiful thing that we all try to do and And sometimes we get there where you are actually sinning something, but you're also like there's a satire to it where it's obvious the narrator is just an oblivious jerk uh, about it. And you manage to do both. And this is one of those perfect examples uh, of that. I I just really loved it. Um, And then I liked the round of applause that they actually uh, inserted Mm -hmm. into the video for Benicio uh, del Toro. I thought that was hilarious. Um, using this hand gesture to describe your drink order.
0: (laughs) That was was so good. What was that?
1: Uh, You know what it reminded me? It it reminded me of, uh, a, a really crass thing that they did at the, um, whose line is it anyway taping that I went to. So I went to this whose line is it anyway taping. And they were having one of the people, unbeknownst to them, they said, one of the the coolest things to mime is trying to get the last drop out of your uh, beer bottle. And so there's just Mm -hmm. just just mime that for a little bit. And of course, you know, so she's going, you know, like and just and it was just like she had no (laughs) clue what she was doing. And (laughs) so crass. And of course, everybody is dying. Um, But anyhow, whose line is it anyway? uh that was a fun time so good uh and then finally knob blocker uh for whatever reason Mm -hmm. cracked me up quite a bit today what about you
0: um you guys mentioned a lot of them Mm -hmm. i always like when they point out how long it takes to get from point a to point b uh and the, the google maps sort of like yeah just that was really amazing to me and and really well done and i remember the first few times of kind of chris's version of you know like he likes to kind of break those things down and just how mind boggling it is. Um, And then just trying to apply that whenever I watch a movie. Uh, It was amazing. I loved that one a lot. Um, There's this moment when the bad guy is going towards Bond with a knife and he cuts his oxygen line and Mm -hmm. and the sin is, Hey, do you know what that, what what kills a man just as effectively as drowning, but significantly more quickly and with less chance of escape, stabbing him (laughs) in the fucking heart. (laughs) (laughs) and i just love that one so much so true and then the iguana ones i was just chuckling at that like the director wasn't sure the audience would believe that sanchez was an asshole so he gave his pet iguana a diamond necklace just to be certain which seems really like wait does that does that denote yeah i guess it kind of does and then it's followed by that's iguanist joke (laughs) i just loved it (laughs) i just loved it it was fun
1: very very good
0: and I do appreciate the, the notes about, hey, there's not a lot of sharks in this one, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there are sharks,
1: but, uh, but not a ton.
0: Nothing, t- nothing like debilitating.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: I got, well, I got, I got ready for this, like, not. I, I watched this one this morning it was not too long before we recorded. So I kind of, I was like, oh, I kind of forgot that this happened in this movie. And I was like, I was hoping today was all right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I had the exact same experience. I was Thanks, watching guys. it this morning yeah. in prep and sent a note to today like, I'm so sorry. I was just watching this and- you know, hope it, because it did. It felt. Yeah, because if I it didn't feel too bad.
2: So no, no, no. I mean, I well, and I don't know what's too bad, but I know like if like if I, I didn't send this one and if I had sent it, I probably would have immediately sent her, you know, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. but, yeah. uh, I did not. I forgot about it. Totally. Totally.
1: All right. It is time. We are sinning Zack Snyder's Justice League all I- what is it, four and a half hours uh, of it. What? What is this movie? <laughs> never I, heard of I this. Mean, never, never heard of it. I've been told
2: I did a mini pod on it, but I, you know. Uh,
0: I've been told I did a mini pod. So
1: <laughs> yeah, it's time. And we had to break it up into two parts. So part one uh, happened this week. Um, I'm assuming part two will happen next week. Stay tuned. Who knows? Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Jeremy and Barrett wrote on this one. Let's uh let's get into it, um, Danae. I'm curious to start with your thoughts on this whole Snyder cut Justice League. What is your awareness of it? Like, what have you picked up? What has your been your experience okay. with the DC world? Okay. Like all that kind okay. of stuff.
0: Okay, 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 okay. Um, uh, I know that Marvel does it better, and that's it. <laughs> that's, that is
1: gonna. thats going of... thats That'll that, that won't rile up the DC fanboys at all. That. No. I hope no that has to be the uh cold open. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, for seriously. Uh I know that there is like this sort of back and forth feeling of like these two franchises that own the the superhero properties and and which one gets which person. And so then you've got and then you've got this desire to create Like these epic movies that sort of bring everyone together in in this end game style on one side and the Justice League on the other. Or not like, not end game. Well, maybe it is uh, Avengers and then you've got Justice. So you've got like these franchises that are keep putting together these combinations of superheroes. And as technology has gotten more advanced, you have the addition of CGI and you can create these really more complex, you know, storylines. And so I think if I... If I'm understanding correctly, Justice League was something that a lot of people were looking forward to because there was going to be more complex uh, characters coming together. And Mm. when it came out, there was a lot of disappointment about that. And then there was like a desire to see what the director's cut would have been instead of somebody else's cut. And fandom made that happen. God made that happen. (laughs) A deal with the devil made that happen. And so we have this really long version of the movie from the director's perspective, which I find fascinating
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: because as somebody who creates content and understands that you have to leave things on the editing floor, but in this world of people who are willing to watch something longer, they can watch it from their own home if they want to podcast listeners who will listen to four hours of audio because they just like what they're listening to. There's just, there's room for, a longer version of something even even if it's a lot of slow-mo apparently i don't know so (laughs) i think that what's really cool about it is that you we got to see a director go back into the editing room and create what they wanted to create with the video footage that they had captured i think that's a really interesting reality that we live in right now now whether or not people enjoy it or whatever uh, you know, I just about Marvel doing it better. I, I think people are going to love the content that they love. They're going to love the characters that they love. And I, I, I think putting superheroes on the screen in whatever format, especially for the fans, is just always going to be a delight to someone. I'm just not as familiar with these people except for the big, big names. Like I've been watching Marvel for enough years now that I have an ability to watch a movie like Endgame and kind of keep up. But when I'm over in the DC world, I kind of get a little bit more lost. So me as a person, I'm going to lean more towards Marvel um, for understanding content. Uh, But if I was such a fan and there was a situation where somebody who did a movie released a longer version of something I loved to watch, I'd be so into that. Like Lord of the Rings. I mean, I would watch the fuck out of like an eight hour Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Like I would because it's so Mm -hmm. especially if there was content that they never got a chance to get to or a conversation between two characters that I loved in the book that I get to see on screen with actors who are just doing a great job. I just don't know if people think that this is a great job or not. I mean, obviously, I watched The Sins video and I don't know that I was interested in what I was watching, Um, but the fans might. So that's all I know.
1: The uh, You mentioned it being such an interesting experiment. I think that's even um, elevated by the story behind it. Uh, and I don't just mean the fandom part of things, but I mean the fact that the, this director, Zack Snyder, had to leave the movie because of family tragedy. And so he didn't even okay. get to oversee like oh, any of this stuff. I didn't know that. So, wow. So, so they brought in Joss Whedon, And Joss Whedon basically took the pieces that he had put together and made Uh a completely different movie than he was thinking he was making. And so when when he put this together, he he cut everything Joss Whedon shot out of the movie and made his like there is no remnant of this other director that finished up the movie before. Um, So that is a really interesting thing. I think we've all rightly talked about toxicity in fan culture and how annoying that can be. And there was a lot of toxicity in some of the Snyder fans um, in the way that they pushed for this. But I still find it, you know, fascinating and and compelling, especially because of of that part of the story is, you know, his ability to come back and make the movie he wanted to make. Even more of the movie he wanted to make with zero studio interference, you know, just is, is a really interesting thing. Yeah. Today, what were some of the the sins from the video that, that you enjoyed?
0: Um, I cracked up at the um scenery. There, there's a lot of scenery sins and like walking a long distance sins and just things like that that were really, really great. But there was this one where, you know, you're kind of flying through the scenery and the sin was man whoever piloted this drone through all the CGI deserves a raise. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> it was such a good cut. Um, there was also one uh, where again it was like the long kind of traveling, but the horse is kind of going and going and going, and then s- the sin is the horse stopping uh, because it couldn't walk. It, it 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 traversed a teetering mount was a teetering mountain edge earlier, but needs mm-hmm. to abandon the horse here because up upta- upcoming terrain was too much for the horse. Yeah, I I really like pointing those kinds of things out. Yeah. Um. And then the, uh, oh, yeah, how do you explain the fact that there's only two CinemaSins videos every week? Someone's taking a break about, like, the lead-in was something about there being an evil. <laughs> like,
1: uh-huh. Yeah, evil de- evil doesn't evil need to rest or whatever. It doesn't
0: need to rest. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, we don't release a video every day of the week. <laughs> so how do you explain that?
1: Yeah, someone's <laughs> taking a break. Yeah, I love that one, too.
0: It was actually really difficult, to. I was enjoying the video a lot and had a Mm -hmm. lot of chuckles and laughter, and then I would forget to write some things down. So this was a really, really, this is a really fun paced sins video. The hits just Jeremy and Barrett are they're in their element right now on this one. And it was it was a lot of fun.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. Jonathan, what are some of your thoughts on the whole Zack Snyder thing and then the, the sins in this video?
2: I think I will say one thing about the Marvel thing because I, I loved what Danae brought up about that she just knows more about those characters and stuff. I, I think the one interesting thing to me, I think the most fascinating thing to me about the MCU is that all these characters are household names now. Like the idea that like Rocket Raccoon and like Yellow Jacket yeah. and even like Ant-Man and, and I mean like Obad people know who Obadiah Stane is. Like, I mean, if you told me, like 12 year old me that, and you know, uh, I'm not going to give away my age. <laughs> Many years later... <laughs> Everyone, like, there's going to be, like, people like, yeah, Obadiah Stane's one of my favorite villains in the movies. You know, you'd be like, what the hell are you <laughs> talking about? Like, I'm over here watching, like, Shaquille O'Neal, like, fly. Like, I don't know what what is going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, watching, you know. Uh, but anyways, I, that's it. But I think DC's getting there. I mean, I think they kind of... Uh, they kind of picked themselves up after the Joss Whedon Justice League because now, obviously, you have movies like Shazam and uh, the Suicide Squad movies. And, you know, so you do have all these characters are being introduced in a way that's kind of interesting, even if you don't like the movies. But uh, mm-hmm. so I think they're getting there. I, this is fascinating to me the same way it is to Aaron. And I I do like to believe that the toxic fans were just the ones that were the loudest. And I think that's a lot of the times that's the case. There's so many people that like we're friends with on Twitter and that, you know, that are listen to this show and that are fans of CinemaSins that were really excited about this movie. And and, and I know they seem like, I mean, as far as I know, like those are people with good hearts Mm -hmm. and they just, they just wanted to see what Snyder did. Yeah. Snyder suffered a tragedy. Um, I have no idea what my life would be if what happened to him happened to me. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't. I can't even imagine. Um, and I. I think the fact that he was able to get this done, uh, however he got it done, is, is interesting to me. Yeah, it is. Now I will say, in def- you know, uh, people talk about how this is his version. I mean, maybe, but at the same time, this wouldn't have been the movie in the theater. Oh e- no, even, if, not even close. if he made it, correct? Yeah, this is not. There's no four hour movie or no. whatever it is. Four and a half you know, going to, yeah. so. So I think this kind of all just kind of, it was just a melding of things that just happened to happen. you know, HBO Max is coming out. It needs something that, you know, and I, it's just kind of, it was that perfect, uh, you know, uh, pl- uh, perfect in the storm. Oh, I don't, what do they say? Poured in the storm? I don't, <laughs> perfect I don't know, storm. whatever, yeah. but... Uh, It was a perfect storm. It was a, you know, it was just a massive events that kind of worked together. Um, that all being said, I didn't really like the movie. I I think it's probably better than the Whedon one, but I, I have a lot of the same problems. I just, I just don't find the story that interesting. And, uh, I do like some of the performances, um, I don't think that the characters, uh, are treated as well as they are, 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 are uh, uh, adapted as well as they are in their, the ones like Wonder Woman and like Aquaman specifically, I don't think they're adapted as well as they are in their solo films. Um, I, I don't know about Flash yet. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, but it's, you know, I, am I'm glad fans have this, you know, I, I think that's really cool in, in some ways that, you know, this can happen. Um, I don't think we need to do this to everything. Um, you know, as much as I would love some crazy cuts of some films, but uh, you know, um, but uh, but I, I don't know. It's fascinating. Uh, The video is great. I can't wait to see part two. I have not seen part two. Uh, are we even allowed to say that? I mean, I guess it. Oh wait, it says that it's part part one. one, So So, yeah, okay, okay, cool. So I'm excited about part two because I did not write on these, and um, (laughs) I, I. No, no, that's, uh, that sounded really weird.
3: Like, no, it's I fine. hate the ones that I wrote on. But
2: no, I'm just saying like, I don't know what's going to happen in part two, I guess is what right. I'm saying. I don't know what, what they're going to say. Uh, previously in an even worse movie, only this time it's slower. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that scene. Uh, come and witness the excitement of an entire high scene via briefcase cam. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also just love
2: the observation of couldn't they have just landed the ship on the ground? Cause you know, he, he ends up jumping like Mm -hmm. 30 feet or something off of the, off of the ship. And it's like, why wouldn't you just land the ship? Yep. And then, uh, who needs an actual CGI budget when you've got an underwater battle? I just, that cracked me up. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, for whatever reasons.
1: I, uh, I love this video. It's so funny. Um, you know, not that that should be a surprise, uh, Jeremy and and Barrett are absolutely killing it here. Uh, like you, Jonathan, I didn't love the movie. I do think it's better than the the Whedon mm-hmm. version. I mean, that movie, I, there was no possible way that movie was going to be good. <laughs> like it just had way too much going against it. And this one at least feels coherent. Like I I feel like I understand mm-hmm. the story here. Um, but man, is it bloated. And I I you know I I feel like that's I get it, but that that does have an effect. Um. For me and I think the the video sends it well uh, about the, the the blotation of the film uh, I loved the alliterative the sweet sweater is sweltering with sweat and seawater so see what the problem is here uh, Very well done whoever did that uh, I love when what's what's the the robot guy cyborg right? The cyborg character Mm -hmm, is trying mm -hmm. to fly and was like, cough, Iron Man, cough, sneeze. (laughs) It's like some (laughs) sort of cough, sneeze on the end of that for some reason that made (laughs) me laugh. Um, And then the one where the narrator prepared us for his laughter. Just another way to write us in that I hadn't heard before, but where he's like, sorry, give me a moment. I I just need to laugh a bit. Hang on. I promise it won't be long. And then he just laughs. Um, So funny. So very, very funny. Great video overall, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, All right, let's move into keeping tabs.
0: Hey, podcast peeps! It's me again. Um, mm-hmm. n- those are my n- mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, okay. every time I, t- I talk, wow, I- uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Um. Okay, we're gonna try this. Ooh. Okay. Uh, oh. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another.
1: Ha ha! jeez. Oh,
3: this is the most public yet of my many humiliations.
1: We're each going to talk about the process of putting this stuff together and writing it. Maybe some research we did, uh, some other things uh, amongst the sins that we wrote. Um, Jonathan, why don't you go first? What's your keeping
2: tabs this week? I, <laughs> I don't have anything. I should have said that before we started recording. I kind of forgot. I only wrote on uh, Rick and Morty, and you know, did that amazing shadow job. Yes, your shadowing on but, Rick and
1: Morty uh, was spectacular. Spectacular.
2: Invincible. Now you're getting confused. Uh, no, I. I only read on Rick and Morty, and I mean, I I didn't like I didn't look up like if crows could shoot guns or anything, so uh,
1: <laughs> you didn't have to look that one up. Listen, that's this is how yeah, we make it,
2: mistakes. We, if you don't look up if a
1: crow can shoot a gun,
2: <laughs> you never know. There's
1: probably a video on yeah, YouTube well, somewhere. I should
2: have I should have I let, let's let's use this keeping tags to explain that I should have done research on uh, portals. Yeah, trash legs. And yes, you trash done legs. Some trash and leg research. And And I should have read all of Denae's notes. (laughs) So that's that's
1: always a good idea. Always a good idea.
2: Yeah, it was. It is. We were rushing though. It was just. It was one of those crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy situations. And uh, I'm gonna. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again.
1: Yeah, and there's
0: the. uh, You never know what's going on.
1: You never know what's going on behind the scenes too. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives Mm -hmm. and different things that. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: reasons that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stuff gets missed we, we were human too
1: yep yeah absolutely uh danae what about you
0: well that reminded me of i looked up uh during my outtakes um i got to re-watch uh, adventure time clips to try mm-hmm. to find something that kind of mm-hmm. felt right for the rick and morty um start so good. and yeah i really like what i found and i liked you know being able to send dark crystal and, and things like or do the outtakes with dark crystal and stuff but I forgot how much I loved that show, and I want to go back and watch it so badly. So it just reminded me of that. But the um, I did a little bit of research. I was trying to kind of find my my favorite slash best angle for the billboard with the times for breakfast, right. the ten forty
1: three a.m. or whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I thought, okay, well, let's just see, like, what's the average drive through breakfast hours? Mm which didn't really yield anything interesting but I did end up on a website that kind of did a study of um the average wait time at drive-thrus mm. which
2: Oh that's uh, interesting. Any
0: guesses on how like
2: the a- like just the average like if you pull into a drive-thru yeah. what is the average wait time for one car? I mean the, yeah, um, Do-
0: and I'm in America. Okay. Always
2: in america uh i mean i would, i mean I've, i could do a lot of drive through. uh i would guess like seven minutes
1: i'm okay. gonna guess lower than seven minutes i'm gonna say four <laughs> and a half
0: it's 5.94 minutes so okay. it's wow. 356.8 we seconds yeah um which i also go through a lot of drive throughs that feels right to me it does um yeah uh and then i have theories on that actually not being accurate because I go to several places where they pad their their times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. So mo- the reporting restaurant- may be underreporting. They're reporting,
0: yeah. they're underreporting. I'm guessing that the average wait time is more like the seven minute mark. Like I, I'm with, I'm with Jonathan. I think it's yeah. longer that you are there, which is still not that long at all. But I go to multiple no. where they do this game where they stop you before the dinger at the speaker. Mm-hmm. And take your order, and then you go up to the window and you get your food a lot faster. And so they're just clicking those they're they're clicking those buttons, and the computer's not tracking it. Or they do the other game where you order at the um at the speaker. and then when you get to the window, they clear you out and send you to go wait in the driveway. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there for fifteen minutes waiting for your food. Yeah, and that's and 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 so I think that that's not accurate. But you know what? I am not a fast food detective. No, yet.
1: but literally, literally. Oh God, what? What if that
2: was a thing? <laughs> was oh, a it's got to be a detective. thing. It
1: has to be a thing. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Literally, was at Taco Bell the other day, and there was nobody in line. Yet they had somebody before the menu. Right?
0: Nobody in line.
1: Nobody in line. Like I understand when there's a bunch of people in line, getting a couple people out there to get orders ahead, so you can yeah. be ready. Sure. Totally get that. But when sure. there's nobody in line, I don't understand. So get up to the person who's ahead of the, the you know, talkie machine order place, menu place. Uh-huh. And he has like a little flip menu and it's like you can barely see it. I was like, hey, can we just pull up to the actual menu so I can see what to order? And he said, no. There's nobody in front of me, but he said, no, because once you're there, you trigger something. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I just want to see what food I want to order. And you're telling me I can't go up there because it triggers something. Mm -hmm. And so, Danae, I think that's what you're talking about. I think it triggers their, like, you know, wait time uh, machine or whatever. And it was the weirdest thing. Nobody is in front of me in line, and he won't let me pull up to the menu. And I was just like, this is horrible customer service, if nothing else. Um, But congratulations on your slow wait times. Yeah. You
2: know. Yeah. I noticed this with McDonald's here. I don't know if this is doing it with you guys, but uh they're really pushing the mobile app. Um mm-hmm. because like every time I pull up to the drive thru now, that's the first question I get. Did you order on the mobile app? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm at the drive thru. Why you know that that confused me for a while. But I guess that's where people pick up their mobile orders too. So that's another thing that's being really pushed. It's like so, and I'm sure that's because they think that'll you know, if they can get more people to do that, the food will already be ready and then they can just pull through.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, no, the mobile you know, apps are great. I mean, that should be the future. Yeah, yeah. People should be like, you know, yeah. I have a couple of restaurants. In Taco Bell is usually one of them where I use the the mobile app, and it's much quicker um, for everybody. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're pushing for that. But yeah, yeah, Chick Fil totally.
2: A for sure. If you, uh, yeah, if we ever go to Chick Fil A, Chick-fil-A, we always use a mobile app because that yeah. line's insane. Yep, yeah,
1: totally. Um, interesting, fun stuff. I will say before I get into the Damien Darkblood theme song, uh, which I teased and promised. <laughs> uh that the only thing i wrote on was the commercial sin this week and uh the rideshare sin about i don't like you know don't need to hear my entire life story howard or whatever the the sin was there came from mm-hmm. a very real place i've used rideshare in nashville many many times and it's always in nashville where i get the weird rideshare drivers that just want to like like i i, I got one that just wanted to talk the entire time and just tell me all about like he was telling me about traumatic events that happened in his family and i'm just like dude you're taking me from point a to point b like we're not like close friends uh, another one in Nashville played like really seductive R and B music the entire time. <laughs> 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 it's, just, it's just like <laughs> it's, it's like I don't know if you're not paying attention or if you just don't care or maybe maybe <laughs> or no, you do this be... because occasionally you get a hookup out of it. I have no idea what's going on, um, but you know maybe I, he liked you. Um, it was maybe a she. Like, hey. It was a she. Oh, uh, maybe she liked you. But uh, but yeah, that was that one was wild. Um, and then there was one, it was early morning, uh, I had to get to the airport and I got in the vehicle and the heaviest smell of marijuana I have ever smelled in a V ve- like he had to be smoking in that vehicle within the last five minutes. Like it yeah. was just that Welcome heavy. To Nashville, man. <laughs> And I was just like, I was like, look, I mean, do what you do. But like when you're driving me somewhere, you know, like, it's just like one of those things where like- maybe You know, if you need your morning get going toke or whatever, like do that uh, outside the vehicle. I don't know. But uh, anyhow, rideshare drivers came from a real place. Sure. You know,
2: you know, Aaron. Southern hospitality is a very <laughs> generic term, and it means it means different things to different uh, people. And yeah. you apparently are uh-huh. experiencing a wide range, wide of range, so, a wide uh, range of what southern welcome. hospitality
1: means, for
2: sure. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're a fun city, man. Come join us.
1: Uh So yes, Jonathan mentioned it earlier. The Damien Darkblood song after the edit had already gone through. I think I was the one that brought it up actually, because I wanted to hear how that came out, and it was it just wasn't quite working for me so I actually put together the song with music and everything. And then I think we all kind of realized that we actually wanted to tone it down, not bring it (laughs) out further. And so we kind (laughs) of, so we kind of cut it to what you hear in the video, which I think is perfect. I think we made the right decision. I think that's what works, but, uh, I did, I promised Daniel that, uh, that we would play the original full, uh, Damien dark blood on BTS. So I haven't heard this. If, uh, if you guys are up for it, I will say while I get this loaded up, um, That the process for this was, I just read his lyrics, listened to the song, and then without the music, just imitated the song, and then afterwards went back and was like, well, maybe we can put music to it, and then put music to it, so thank you for your patience with a little bit of off-keyness occasionally, but but yeah, I did want to play this for you because I told uh, him that I would do that. Alright, here is the actual song with the music behind it and all the lyrics uh that Daniel had written for it originally. So here you go. Damien Dark Blood Duck parody song. Daring demon of mystery, <laughs> champion of the night, peers out of the shadows. Dark blood owns the night. Somewhere some villain schemes, but his numbers up three, two, one dark Darkblood, when there's trouble you call the double D, Damien Darkblood, let's get dangerous, Damien, dark Blood. Darkblood,
2: Darkblood, Damien Darkblood. <laughs> <That's
3: so
2: funny. laughs> hey, real quick, if you're ever a ride share driver, you should have that song playing there you whenever go. somebody gets in. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that Chris Kattan yeah. sketch on yeah. SNL where whenever he has women over, he plays himself singing uh-huh. Journey covers yes. on the
0: stereo. Yes, It'd be
2: amazing. Yes, yes.
1: Um, yep,
0: yep, yep. It's a lot of effort to go into a sin that we didn't actually use all no, of, but it's no, it's no. part of the creative process. You know, you have feel like Aaron had fun. Y- you you see things uh, on frame. I am talking about cuts. You th- you see things and you're like, the, the, did it? what is it doing to the pacing and Mm -hmm. are people going to know what we're doing here? And I was the lead on this one. And I just, I was like, it is so hard for me to make a call. Jonathan, you talk about like, this one took a long time to massage. Mm -hmm. Then you added on the song to it. And this Mm -hmm. script took a week. Yeah, to really like work out because everyone was just trying to do their very best, and I I love you guys. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, I do think we made the right call. I do too.
1: No, I think I absolutely we were all
2: okay. Too. I don't know. I don't know what the editors liked about any. I don't know if the editors were happy, but uh, we were all good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they did a great job.
1: They did. So they did.
2: Hopefully, they weren't too mad at us.
1: Hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right, let's move into the comments section. I, won't know what
2: you're I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter.
1: You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to talk about some uh, comments from the week. Um, I'll kick us off. I loved the ricotta cheese wars that happened with the lasagna sin uh, that I, I even forget which video this was, but there was the sin about uh, lasagna must not contain ricotta cheese. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Was this. that this week? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Because I just, yeah, I just did this this prep. Now I feel bad for not remembering the video. Which which video had the lasagna sin in it? Maybe uh, maybe somebody can help us out. Um, But anyhow, I don't think that was this week. I really don't think that was this week. The comments (laughs) here. Okay, okay, I'll look it up. Make sure.
2: (laughs) I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, 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 I I need to make sure
1: because if it's not, um,
2: then (laughs) it doesn't matter.
1: Um. Yeah, it was in the Invincible, the second episode of Invincible. Okay, I'm wrong. No, 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 you're good.
0: Oh yeah, the there was a lasagna sin about some it's the um it's the morning lasagna right it's yes the, yeah it's that everybody yeah 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 yep
1: and so the narrator was very insistent that there should be no ricotta cheese in lasagna and yes. the comments if you go through the comments are just people like thank you I will die on this hill there should not be ricotta and then the next comment I, yep. is like how do you do lasagna without ricotta cheese? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: oh yeah. That that was probably my wife. I I don't it's think just, she would make I it didn't without know ricotta. This was a
1: th- I didn't know this was a war. I didn't oh. know the ricotta cheese wars yeah. existed, and now I do. And it just it made me so happy uh, to see that in the comments. Uh, and then I had to mention our Discord because they were chiming in on the commercial sins uh, yesterday to tell me how I messed some things up. Uh, and one of them was the adjustable aprons. And they were like, that's tall privilege talking because us short people have <laughs> to have adjustable aprons or we're only protecting, you know, our groin and under. Uh, so I was like, okay, fair enough. And then somebody said about the window sin, you remember the window sin where the window was like halfway down. And I think the sin was, this one again was in commercial oh, yeah. sins yeah. where like, yeah. we don't go for that halfway nonsense, either, you know, have it rolled up or all the way down uh they said on a lot of modern cars the back windows mm-hmm. only roll
2: halfway down i
1: mm. didn't know that it's a, i didn't know it's
2: that. a kid proof thing yeah and they, they, you can't change it yeah so uh so, it's uh I, yeah i've had a car in, like that before
1: that's in still but stands because the window was yes. only down so we could see his face uh but i would have written 100%. written it differently if i had realized some cars only go halfway down but um yeah, so I wanted to mention those uh, as well.
2: Jonathan, what about you? Um, I had a, actually, this is for something from last week because we talked about, well, I mean, the, the comment was this week, but it was based on our episode last week because we talked about monsters at work. And I made a comment on that, that this felt a little more like within the universe and it just felt a little more like, I compared it, like I compared it to like, where the Disney channel would release these like TV shows, whatever animated movie they had out that year, all of a sudden they would have this TV show. Like they would have like the Lion King, the show or Tarzan, the show. And I think I'm the comment, the one I mentioned was tangled. And, um, I got, uh, at dubs one, three, two, zero seven on Twitter, who, by the way, has one of the most beautiful pictures of him and his daughter as his avatar. Uh, he said, uh, to me, he directly sent me a tweet and said, I need to go to Bat for Tangled, the series. It's good. Original actors mostly, and the stories are pretty good. My daughter loves it, and the other media, it has spawned. Books, comics, maybe more. And the theme song is great. Laugh out loud. Other Disney shows hit and miss. And I wanted to point that out, because what I should say is, I was just mentioning something offhand. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, though, that was the wrong one to say, because I, too, watched Tangled with my daughter when it came out. And she, uh, my daughter, uh, if she, I mean... She's I don't know if she still is, but she would always say if somebody asked her who her favorite Disney princess was her character, she would say Rapunzel. She used to say she wanted to grow her hair out as long as Rapunzel. Uh, she has cut it a little bit since then. But <laughs> um, now that she realized, like, the now that now that she's gotten older, she's like, no, that'd be too long. I don't I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to that. I don't want I don't that. want to have to wash that all the time yeah. and stuff. But uh, but no, I did watch that some with her. And that actually was a pretty cool uh, offshoot of the of the movie, which is actually a pretty good movie, too, that nobody really seems to talk about anymore, even though it was mm-hmm. a huge hit uh so yeah i shouldn't have probably i should have said something different than that i probably should have gone with like lilo and stitch or tarzan although now people are going to tweet me about those <laughs> every, how awesome every show they are. has its fans every show has its fans exactly but i do agree on this so i thought i would bring that up and also he's a fun follow on twitter so check him out that's at d-u-b-s one nice. three two zero seven today
0: uh I was enjoying uh, although sometimes the comment section is difficult for Rick and Morty uh, Mr. Sharp for this uh, this week's one said wow two Adventure Time references I have respect and then someone else says uh, nine Nicoli says two sound clock suit two sound clips from Adventure Times later season one video maybe there's hope for more episodes about that show <laughs> like people are now <laughs> beginning to think that we're trying to hint at something which of course we are.
1: Always not everything's always a hint and exactly. never a hint. both.
0: Yeah. Yes, we had
2: fun with Adventure Time, though. So sure. I mean, I'm I'm not not opposed by any means, but I I don't you know we don't have anything planned currently. I wouldn't say.
0: Uh, my other favorite one was from Jello Man, who says, "Isn't having cl- a clear pee actually bad for your health?" No, <sighs> we just have so much work to do, people. <laughs> we have so much work to do.
2: No. I mean, because I guess technically anything could be something that's not good, but yeah, I've never heard that being something. No, it, like, is, it, is a, uh, it is a sign that
1: you're drinking enough water, uh, the clearer your pee is. So, yeah. Let's move into Beyond the Sins.
0: To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're
1: going to chat about something else from the world pop culture, a world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Um, today, why don't you kick us off?
0: Uh, What are we doing now? I'm sorry.
1: Beyond the... Somewhere beyond your wildest dreams, Danae.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Wildest dreams. Um, sure. Yeah. I can talk about something uh, really cool. Like the fact that Steam has old school computer games available. And there's one called Freddy the Fish. Mm. This is is something that I uh, played with my mom... I don't know how old I was, but I played this game with my mom. My brother and I played this game and, you know, it's just a simple click around the screen and find clues and, you know, it's solving a, uh, solving a mystery. And I was wanting to find a video game that Iris could play with me. And I went to a Reddit thread, good steam games for four-year-olds. And somebody mentioned the Freddy the Fish game and I went and looked at it and holy shit. Yeah, uh, there's a company that makes uh, – I think it's called – oh, gosh, hold on. Let me look it up real fast. I, it's Freddy Fish and the Case of the Missing Kelp Seed is – The game itself that I was looking at. And it's literally just a click around the screen. So it's an old school computer game, old school animation, um, where like when you hover over something on the screen, the mouse changes so that you know it's a clue and you can click it. And sometimes you'll click something on the screen and it'll make like a little bubble appear or a funny little fish will pop out from around the corner and do a dance. And it's a delight for her. She's like laughs at everything and the mystery is really fun. So you'll click on one thing yeah if you want to get this you'll have to get to the bone go to the boneyard, and then we have to click through the map and go back to the boneyard. and it's just kind of helping her understand clues and where things are on a map mm. and she's kind of choosing her own adventure in a way um it's difficult to let her be in charge because she doesn't know how to solve this <laughs> game but that's okay uh you know we had to go to that bone yard a lot so many she times kept forgetting to pick up the clue you know that was right there that I kept telling her about, but this is her learning how to just use a mouse and process, mm-hmm. think, and have fun. And it's a safe, very, very safe game. I think, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna, I want to find a company that makes it. And sure. I thought well, that I could just click on it, but
1: well, while you're doing that, I will just say that I think these nostalgic games that we have, computer games from like our past it's really interesting that through emulators or steam or whatever the case may be that some of these still live and mm-hmm. i think it's a testament to the fact that you can have fun without high tech like it doesn't have to be huge graphics whatever it can just be point and click around a screen and you remember how fun that was and i remember like test text-based adventure games playing those and those are available now in different places um so yeah like space quest what's the one what was the one that started
2: with like a Z? It was like Zork or something. Mm-hmm. You what I don't remember about? that one. Um, but yeah. It was like a early role playing. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um. Yeah. So this is. It was called Zork. Uh, was it?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zork. Yep. It's from uh, the late 70s. It looks like is when the first one came I just remember the Space Quest
1: games were always really fun. And, you know, been looking for those on different places.
0: Um, so the company that makes this game is called humongous entertainment. (laughs) That's why I wanted to make sure I said it out loud because it's just silliness. So if you have a young one and you have steam and just look up humongous entertainment, they have a whole series of games. The one that I'm playing again is Freddy fish in the case of the missing kelp seeds. There is one moment when you get towards the end, when you meet a, a fish who sings a song about uh the word arg arg and i actually knew all the lyrics in the back of my mind somewhere and so i'm sitting on my computer com- uh, chair with my four-year-old swaying back and forth singing this song that i used to sing when i was a kid and it was really cool
1: oh that's so fun that's awesome yeah. i'll go next um survivor's back i wanted to talk about that a little bit the season pre- two hour season premiere of survivor aired uh this past week as we're recording this Um, It was all for the pandemic, Uh, first time in 20 years that there wasn't a season of Survivor over the course of the year, and I missed it, like really, really missed it. I didn't realize how much I missed it until I watched the premiere for the new season. Um, I just love this show so much, and I've been trying to put my finger on what it is aside from the obvious, aside from the human element of how people play the game, uh, you know, what are... Uh, how can people be develop friendships and also be manipulative and like all this kind of stuff that you deal with in the Survivor game itself? I think it's the production of this show because this is a reality show that even though it has, I mean, it kind of invented a lot of the the comp reality competition tropes that we're used to. That and mm-hmm. Big Brother both mm-hmm. started twenty years ago. Um, but uh, aside from those, like this show is really shot well. It always has been. It's gorgeous the way they play with the characters and develop the the cast into characters through editing through the the choices they make there's a character this year who was talking about uh, she's a pastor and she was talking about okay when i have to do things that are a little bit shady and i'm on the island i'm becoming a different person and i'm humming my own evil theme song and she starts in her interview humming mm 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 mm-hmm, Mm, 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 mm. so she's humming this in the interview and in the background the music kind of starts to come behind her and they have this whole orchestration that starts and so (gasps) then anytime she's being evil in the show she has her own theme like it's like just the idea of like turning these things into like fun production like the show has always been so good at that kind of stuff um and it just knows how to tell a story i also think probst is one of the best you know reality show hosts to to ever exist, he just he has a he, he has an understanding of how to talk to the the cast in a way that is interesting for the audience and also gets stuff out of them. Um, so yeah, I just and and the show's ability to adapt. They this year, in case um, uh, you don't follow the show, uh, last season was their big fortieth uh, season. Um, winners at war, and they only brought back Survivor winners, so everybody who played the show last season had won a uh, previous season of Survivor, uh, which was really fun and interesting, but they saw it kind of as this uh, cap on Survivor stage one, and so season 41, they're no longer doing like, it used to be Survivor Africa, Survivor wherever they were Mm -hmm. at. Now they're going numbers. So this is Survivor 41. The next one will be Survivor 42 because they're all pretty much taking place in Fiji now. That's kind of their their main production hub. And you can tell they're kind of handling it different. They're showing a little more behind the scenes during the show. Like they pan out during the opening, uh, you know, stranding that they usually do in the seasons. And you can see the entire production crew that is on that boat with them and then an entire wow. like production boat that's beside them. There's like 50 people on that ship. And so it's like, it's interesting to, for them to kind of adapt and evolve and just go, hey, this is a little more fun for the audience to kind of break that fourth wall a little bit, show them how we do what we do, um, and to do it so smoothly. I just, I just love this show and the way it takes chances and the way it produces stuff. So uh, all 40 uh, seasons plus season 41, Mm -hmm. the day, the next day, are on Paramount Plus. So, if you've ever been interested in Survivor, it's all there for you to get into. There are plenty of articles that can tell you what are some great seasons to start with if you want. Um, you know, I'm I'm a chronological person. If it were me, I'd just go back and watch watch them in order. But um, but man, what a great show! And I'm just really glad it's back. So I thought I'd bring that up for for my Beyond the Sins.
2: Yeah, you do. You you are a Survivor fan. I really am, man that's interesting i wonder i'm I'm curious i mean and this is this is definitely not a negative i'm curious if they're doing this where they're kind of more stationing themselves in a more constant environment i mean because i'm sure they'll still be able to change up things and they'll move around different parts of islands and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but this way i mean they're cutting back like they don't have to go scope out a place and right yes you know I mean I just think from a financial standpoint the way TV is so different now and you know all those things I mean and I'm sure props is making bank so mm-hmm. I mean there's all there's just probably financial aspects to it where that makes more sense I mean I'm just kind of, and I can't even believe they were because d- they did repeat places though, right or they, they did they called four- them when they would okay.
1: do like themes so like winners at war yeah. was a theme or heroes versus villains or that kind of stuff gotcha they would name them for the theme. Uh, as opposed to mm-hmm. the place um but yeah gotcha yeah, totally
2: yeah, because that's that, that's got to be tough, like finding a different place every mm-hmm. year and figuring. Yeah. Out, especially after 40, 40 seasons. Well, I mean, and pandemic. I would, I'd mm-hmm. park, yeah, park your ass in Fiji. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or war up.
1: Yep, it's exciting, and also they uh, they took it from thirty nine days to twenty six, and they're amping up the survival element of it. They're not giving them any rice. Usually on Survivor, they give them like rice and some you know some different food and that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. and so they're. Uh, they're making them start their own fires this year, like they would usually give them flint. Actually, they can win flint at different challenges, that kind of stuff. But um, so, yeah, they're kind of just mixing it up a little bit, and I'm I'm really enjoying it.
2: So you don't get you don't get fire because I I always remember like the first you would get fire at the first um... correct. At the first, what do they call that? Challenge. The elimination, cha- yeah, because yeah. because because everybody has the torches at the mm-hmm. end. Oh, the then. tribal council, yeah, 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 tribal council, yeah. yeah. You would get fired by then if you didn't have it already. But right. I mean, that's like I don't know, three or four days, and you know, into yeah. it, so that'd be a long time. But I don't know. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched it. Yeah. you've got me interested though. Yeah, I like what they're doing. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Cool. Well, I have a show, too. I, I It's only two episodes in, so, I mean, it could go a lot of places, but it's just one of the only things that's newer that I've really been watching. Um, it is called The Lost Symbol. It is on Peacock. Uh, it started two weeks ago. I think originally it was going to be on a network, and then I think at some point they were just like, it makes more sense just to put it on Peacock. So The Lost Symbol is the name of the third novel Ed Dan Brown wrote in the Robert Langdon series. And if Robert Langdon is not immediately ringing a bell, if you uh, that would be like Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and Inferno are the three movies that were adapted from three of the novels with Tom Hanks. And I think Ron Howard at least directed the first two. I don't know if he directed Inferno, but um, uh, which doesn't matter. You don't need to watch Inferno. So <laughs> avoid that. Avoid that movie like the plague. Uh, but anyways, I've I've I'm a I'm a fan of the uh, for the most part I'm a fan of the books. I mean I you know it's it's interesting. I, I, I think I, I like I enjoyed Da Vinci Code when it came out. I enjoyed Angels and Demons. Um, this was actually I, I want to say this was this had to be three because because they skipped this one in the movies. Like they didn't do this one. They went they did Da Vinci Code. Then they went back into Angels and Demons, which was actually the first one. Although I think in the movies they made it a sequel. And then they decided to skip Lost Symbol and they did Inferno. Um, and there's probably the main reason is that Lost Symbol is, is not the best book in the series. Uh, it's probably the worst book in the series, although I Inferno is not very good either. But um, so that was interesting to me, but so they decided to make a TV show about Robert Langdon. And so at least this first season they're doing, if, if, if this, if there's more seasons, I don't know what they're going to do, but this first season they're doing, um, they're doing the lost. they're film, they're adapting the Lost Symbol. And, um, and like I said, the first two episodes have aired. It's airing weekly. It's airing, I think, every Thursday. So I just watched episode two, like, last night. So I guess three episodes will be out by the time this airs. And um, it's got... Um, i write that down. Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Uh, Ashley Zuckerman... Uh, is the actor that's playing Robert Langdon? Um, obviously, they didn't get you know they didn't get Tom Hanks for for the TV show. But Ashley Zuckerman you might recognize him if you watched the Fear Street movies recently on Netflix. He was like one of the main characters in all three of those. Uh, and uh, I think in the modern day when he was like the sheriff, uh, Eddie Izzard plays a character in it, which is kind of fun. Uh, Valerie Curry, who I know from uh, the following, but she's been in a bunch of television shows and stuff. And so it's. Uh, it feels very much like a network show, like um, so. I'm not surprised this was originally supposed to be on a network, but unlike a traditional like weekly procedural, this is one storyline. Like this is one mystery that they're trying to solve over these like ten episodes or whatever it's going to be. So that aspect to it might appeal to some people more than just it's not just like Law and Order or something like that. Um, you know, it's there's a little more to it. I also I am a fan of like the Indiana Jones kind of. Uh, uh you know finding like cryptic clues and puzzles and all that kind of fun stuff like i enjoy that i think that's why i enjoy the books um as far as the adaptation it definitely i mean i don't really love any of those movies although i do think they i do think da vinci code and angels and demons are a little better than people give them credit for but um i'm not a, i i prefer the books um this was interesting though because like i said it's adapting a book i didn't really care that much for so i'm not as like i guess invested so that's kind of interesting like I'm just watching them like try to get the best parts out of it and and work and like I said it's only been two episodes I would say overall it's okay um I don't know why I wouldn't quit watching it just because I'm you know I mean I'm already started I want to see how they're going to do it uh I don't know that it's like I would it's not a high recommend by any means it would probably I'm still like on the recommend side but it's definitely light recommend if you're a fan of the books if you and all that. I, there's no reason not to watch it. Um, I don't know if you'll really get into it if you're not, or if you don't really care about this kind of adventure, you know, uh, mystery kind of thing. If that's not your thing, I don't think this will change your mind. Uh, but the cast is nice, and um, you know, it's 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 perfectly fine. But it definitely feels it definitely feels more like a network show than. Um, you know but but I do like like I said, I do like that it's a continuing story it's not just you know a yeah. weekly thing so a weekly mystery or whatever it could become that I guess if it if it's popular enough I, I don't know uh, what that means by the fact that they decided to put it on peacock that might actually help it though I have no idea because it's still hard to figure out what a lot of these streaming services or how well they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and um, anyways, so, uh, but that's, that's the newer thing I've been watching recently. So yeah, that's called the lost symbol and it's on Peacock every Thursday for, I guess, probably the next eight or nine weeks. Nice. The lost symbol is on Peacock.
1: Survivor 41 is on CBS and then Paramount plus the next day. And Freddy the fish uh, you can find on steam along with other possible nostalgic titles that you may remember from your past. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, uh, you can mail that to us, P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can also hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Erin Dicer. She is at Danae Says.
0: And on Twitch, D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S.
1: And he is at Sam Loomis13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, a Nashville rideshare driver, and myself, we will see you next week.
2: Happy International Podcast Day.
0: Hey. Yay! That's us! We, we podcast! We
1: do it. And when Ian's on, we're international. Yay!
2: Yay! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS
1: going to go see dear evan hansen today
2: yeah i don't do that one there's just nothing about that that interests me
1: yeah it's weird because i know nothing about well i know a little bit about it just through absorbing but um but the only like my connection to it the very first connection i have to it is my boys used to listen to the soundtrack all the time
2: oh so it's been around for that long so he so was he playing the role when he was young yes he was playing the role on broadway okay.
1: when he was younger
2: I knew it was a play, but I didn't know anything about it. Not and, and that that aspect of it, I don't care about. Like I just the film itself just doesn't really interest me. Yeah.
1: So they would play the soundtrack, and there's like this one song, and I was like, "That's a really fun song. That's a cool song. I like how that sounds." But I had no idea it was from Dear Evan Hansen until later. Um, and I like the the you know the writers uh, of the music. They're the same ones that did La La Land, and uh, is
2: the movie a musical? Yes. Okay, uh,
1: they did La La Land and Greatest Showman, um, which I love mm-hmm. the music in both of those. Oh yeah, so um, so I'm excited for the music, but I, I don't know that I'm excited for the subject matter. It
2: also it deals with uh, suicide, right, in that part of it. So I know that. So that kind of I mean, you're you're really gonna have to sell me on that mm-hmm. if I'm gonna sit through it. Yeah. So I've never watched 13 conversations about one thing. Either. Yeah, that's in fact, my my wife told me flat out, like, do not watch this. <laughs> She's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking and about. Even, I'm not I'm not necessarily, yeah. you know, pumped to to sit through it. But I mean, if it's meaningful yeah, it's like, and it's yay. yeah, exactly. If it's meaningful and it's powerful, but, you know, so be it. That's great. Um, but uh, but yeah, but we'll see. I'll see it today. I watched the um, what did I watch yesterday. Oh, Eyes of Tammy Faye. I watched that yesterday
2: oh you went and saw that in the theater Mm -hmm. yeah oh cool was it any good i loved it
1: i absolutely loved it
2: but 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 but, uh huge both
1: sides yeah huge huge caveat i am a sucker for biopics like if a if if somebody is doing like a transformative i'm gonna become another person dana carvey master of disguise performance uh i'm i'm gonna be sucked in and jessica i mean i'm not Jessica Chastain is
2: yeah. mind-blowing. I've seen the trailer. Mind-blowing in this movie. Mind-blowing. So I'm not a huge, huge biopic picture, but this this looked like more of one I would be interested in. Yeah. I don't know. The subject matter is more fascinating to me mm-hmm. than just... It's not simply just like, I'm going to watch Ray Charles become Ray Charles. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This seems more... This seems more like there's more drama and, you know, it's not just yeah. simply like, took some drugs, wrote some interesting music, and here we are. You know?
1: <laughs> Every music biopic ever. What's up, Danae? Hey. Hey, there it is. Hey. It's working.
2: Hey. It sounds great.
1: Everything's good.
2: Do I sound weird? I sound normal, don't I? I sound normal, right?
1: Dog is in the background. Hey, doggy dogs.
2: Yeah, I like how he just pops up. He's like, what's up? What's
1: up? I'm here in the back. Just ready for the show. I'm a
0: dog. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, what's
1: up? Wild RP goddess.
0: I mean, oh my God, was amazing. <laughs> uh, I just wanted like, everybody to follow me, please, because I totally shit.
1: I'll translate for you.
0: Uh... Aaron, explain it while I eat my food.
1: Yeah, Danae said uh, she was rated uh while she was uh playing last night and that a bunch of people X-X-X. came in and watched. Um so no, not rated. Not rated, John. Rated with a D, uh which means
2: Oh, like like she was like a, like Garrett like a Gareth Evans film. She was rated.
1: Yes, exactly like a Garrett okay. Evans film, except in this case it involves somebody with a lot of Twitch followers saying, hey, go watch this, and then 800 people show up to her stream.
2: Thank God you were streaming.
0: (laughs) Why do I have three versions of that?
1: (laughs) I don't know why you have three versions of that. Are you the the alien from Total Recall? So
2: are you not doing Dungeons and Dragons on Thursdays anymore? Mm -mm. Or is that just on hiatus or uh, something? That was a good joke, by the way. It was a really
1: good joke.
3: (sighs) I
2: didn't hear it. Sorry. I was thinking about my question. You know what else
1: sometimes happens? I'm so hungry that even though I know the pizza is going to burn the roof of my mouth, I eat it. And that happened yesterday. I was like, I know I'm going to burn the roof of my mouth, but I want this in my mouth. And Mm -mm. I don't know how to counteract that. But now Mm -mm. I have
2: like a... You just don't do it? Love,
0: love, love. Love, love, love. love. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that was... Thanks, guys. (laughs) Wow. That was... This is why you tuned in. This is why you tuned in uh, for for that kind of amazingness.
2: My audition program just shut down on its own. It was like, fuck you. Guys, I'm not not doing this. I am not doing this. It really did. No, I am still recording. I want to freak you out. I just thought about that. Do I need to wait? Do I need to wait?
1: (laughs) Uh, Amanda's with us. My first BTS live. Uh, Welcome. What's up, Amanda?
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome.
2: Sorry that you won't want to come back, but I appreciate that you're here.
1: Wow. Wow, wow. Jonathan. I wow. mean, everybody was just saying how much they enjoy the de-stressor, and Jonathan's like, people hate us. They're never going to come back. People <laughs> will never
0: come back to
1: see Jonathan us. is the Eeyore of, uh, of the BTS crew. Uh, that makes
0: me the, hmm, which, which Winnie the Pooh character would I be? Oh, we know Aaron's Pooh.
1: I Am I? Am I Pooh? Well, you're not, not No, no. I, yeah, I th-
0: I'm probably Tigger. Right? Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, say, Danae Tigger. Yeah. Tigger. Okay, one hundred percent. You're that. the Tigger of of uh, bounce, and bounce, and
0: bounce, and bounce. Oh, you're, you're probably Owl. Like, right? right? like yeah, you're it's owl. probably
1: Owl. Yeah, because you I like think he's Kanga. <laughs> oh,
0: interesting.
1: There, I'm not know. I no, no, no. I, they, I definitely do have like typically what we are thought of as like mothering characteristics. Like I definitely have. Some of that stuff, and that's kind of Kanga's role in that story. But I think Owl is probably right. I think it's probably oh, Owl, You Tigger two know way Eeyore. more
2: about Winnie the Pooh uh, metaphors than I do. So. <laughs> there was that Ewan McGregor movie, although mm-hmm. that was kind of more of an adult movie. Yeah, that was... That did come...
1: <clears throat> it was a little more adult. Yeah.
2: And then there was that movie called uh, Pooh Porn. Uh, and that might have been something. No. That's different. Uh,
0: that was no. very different.
1: No. No, no that was... Mm
2: that was not i don't know aaron told me about it that was so not I, in the hundred acre wood yet. that
1: was not say, if i'm remembering it correctly <laughs> that was not said in the hundred
2: acre wood uh, somebody had hundred acre wood but yeah, they... exactly oh exactly.
0: my god that was so good
2: <laughs> no it wasn't
0: <laughs> no it was that's yes,
1: hilarious it was, it was very good no that <laughs> no, wasn't it was pure. dumb everything i say is dumb